just ever since I was little, like I used to be in classical dance, so I've uh, danced for a really long time and I really liked performing, but I never really thought of becoming like in the in like going into the industry for K-pop and becoming a singer. Mm. Rather, I was more more into my ballet at the time when I was younger because I used to uh, live in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was doing ballet, but I had to. My family moved back to Korea and. From there, I was still just doing classical dance, but it was a big coincidence because um, one day I was going home from school. I was walking home, and at mm. the crosswalk, there was a lady who approached me, and she was she gave me like her card, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, are you interested in like doing on a doing an audition? And like, are you interested in this industry?" And at that time, I was just like, "Oh, wow!" Like. Mm. K-pop, that's so cool. Kind of, it wasn't a really like dream, big dream for me. It was more like I just thought it was a cool thing to do. How old so, were you when you got that card? When I you- was uh, 15, I believe. So I was pretty young and I just thought that, oh, like, oh, that's really like glamorous. And I think it, I thought it'd be cool. So mm. I just went to go to the audition and I, I didn't even like, uh, I never learned how to sing or dance. Like I enjoyed singing and dancing, but mm. I never learned. And so I just went to audition. I didn't know anything, <laughs> but they liked me. So they said that, oh, uh, oh yeah, I got into the company. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how it started. It wasn't really like, I didn't have like a much of a plan. Yeah. It just kind of happened one day. They're very different. Like, I don't know because it's not my thing, but ballet and K-pop, I, I see them at very different ends of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But how do you see them? Are they similar? Were like your ballet skills transferable? to the dance that you eventually were doing in that? Or how do you picture ballet and K-pop? Well, in the sense that I know how to move my body and how mm. my body works. Mm. In that way, I think it helped me learn to dance, like K-pop dancing. Yes, it was very different because the moves are different. So, mm-hmm. But I think that it did help because in K-pop dancing too, like, people say that it's like some some dancers have like really pretty lines of their body and like i think the classical training kind of helped in that part hmm. so imagine you're 15 years old you've been doing ballet and um, maybe your, your your parents have or you have visions of you doing sort of operas and swan lakes or things like that in the future <laughs> and then you get a card saying do you want to do k-pop what what's your what do you, what's your family or your friends reaction to this because it seems like quite a you know a u-turn or a left turn Mm-hmm. Especially getting a card from someone on the street, you know, that's, that's a, it's a little bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> it? It was, it was kind of weird and like stranger danger too. Because mm. I don't know who this person is, but the company was like quite a big, like famous company. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of different, but, like even if I'm not like that old right now, it's mm. like, it's been a few years now. So at that time, I think it was more common for like people to get casted on the streets. Mm. Like, I think it was, like, a common thing to happen. So I don't think I, w- I really, like, thought that person was a threat or anything. Mm-hmm. I just kind of trusted them. And I was there with my friends, too. So they were like, oh, that's so cool. And, like, are you going to do it or not? And, like, I think at the time, I, I didn't know I was going to get in or anything. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would be a cool experience and, like, a nice story, you know, <laughs> just to be like, oh, I auditioned for this company. Like, I thought it would be, like, a a fun little experience but so for my mom too like we didn't really think that's like too serious of it Mm -hmm. we just thought it'd be like oh like try everything (laughs) kind of that it was more of that rather than like oh this is like a change in your dreams Mm -hmm. i didn't really take it that seriously at first to be honest but when doors open and opportunities present themselves you you have to try to take them sometimes you have to see Mm -hmm. where the path leads yeah i applaud your courage and that's a really cool thing now i'm just curious like when you're doing the auditions, I want to kind of know like what an audition is. Like I, I've seen some videos of some other people doing them, but like what your audition was like, and also the other people that might be going into auditions, do they have similar skill sets as you? Like they have a background in, let's say, ballet or classical dance. I guess that your English skills might have also been an asset. I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong in that. Like, how do you see? the skills that you had going in and were they comparable to other people's skills or is everyone different when they go in? 
I think everyone's really different because some people actually have had some more professional training before doing their audition. Like they train for their audition and mm. some people have absolutely no background in singing or dancing. And for me, like you said, I think the English, they really liked that I was able to speak English because at that time, K-pop was slowly becoming more global. Mm -hmm. So speaking English was very good trait to find in a candidate for them, I believe. <laughs> so they asked me to uh, say, like, introduce myself in English. Mm -hmm. They videotape the entire audition when you go in. Mm. And then for me, they asked me to prepare like one song and one dance. So I did that. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that great, I don't think. What did but... you sing? Are we allowed to ask that? <laughs> <laughs> I sang uh Take About by Rihanna. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I I did like a K-pop dance and then they wanted to see some of my ballet dancing as well. So they just turned on like a random I think they turned on like Adele and mm -hmm. they were like dance ballet to Adele. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously smashed it because you got in there. That's great. Usually, uh, from what I've heard, people would take like auditions, like even tens of hundreds of times. And that was my very first one. So I think I got very lucky. <laughs> wow. Yeah, congratulations on that. It's, it's really cool. Is 15 um, like old? You said some people do like lots of different auditions or lots of professional training. Like if you're coming in there 15 for the first time, is that kind of old or is that the average age? Or do you know anything about that? Um, at that time, when I first got into the company, I think I was at like a very average middle age mm -hmm. there. There were uh, people who were older than me and there were people who were young as 12 years old, I think. Mm. So I think I was in the middle. Okay. And when you're that age, like you're 15 and you're doing these things, were you listening to K-pop at the time? Were you a big fan of K-pop? Did you like you stand any of the groups or anything like that or were you listening to other things um i listen to k-pop and i like like to uh like learn the dances and just do them at home even mm. from when i was in canada i would like uh watch like korean tv shows and like the music shows and listen to a lot of k-pop music and i was also a fan of somebody and like a very big fan I, like, I went to concerts i even went to like a fan sign once wow so I was very much into K-pop. <laughs> if you do have that dance background, like who are the who were the good dancers? I I mean I think of people like Temin. Temin seems to do good stuff with mm -hmm. his dancing and maybe J Hope. But who do you see as like dancers that you might see and go, wow, that person's that that's skill right there? Everyone's so talented. Like even more than before. I think mm. the standards really gone so high. Everyone's amazing yeah <laughs> but um i personally really like uh lisa mm -hmm. she's an amazing dancer i yeah. think and yeah i think it's because I'm, I'm i'm a girl i like to watch like girls girl dancers yeah and they're really people are so good now <laughs> they really are like it, it, if you watch old so I, I say old the standard just in singing and dancing choreography it, it's grown so much it really has any idea how that happened because it's like over it went from being a bit kind of i don't want to say cheesy because it wasn't but you can just see the skill level has accelerated so fast in the k-pop what, what's happening there do you think um i think it's because the interest industry just grew really fast and all of a sudden so i feel like a lot of more people are getting into the field so there are more like more people in general just being in the k-pop field so it, there's bound to be more skilled people now than before and training has become much more professional than it has before when companies have trainees they go through a much more challenging training process mm. than in the past that's probably a good place to go on to that because You've said that you spent about four years in various companies and two years in a really big group. What's the what's the training like? What's the day to day stuff like? And do you get to have a life outside? Do you, did you still go to school during this time or do you have um, to completely stop that? How does that work? So I think it's different for uh, every company and like mm -hmm. what point in your like debut you are at. So if you're just starting out to train in the company, I think they're a little bit more lenient with your schedule. Mm -hmm. So at the, my, my very first company, I was still uh, in middle school. So I would 
go to school like normal. And after school ends, I would go to the company and train until about 10 p.m. Wow. Every day in the weekdays. But the weekends we had off. But in the other companies, I was more, I was scheduled to be debut soon. Mm-hmm. So I would go to school in the morning and I would just be there for about two classes and then I would leave. I would go, go early and then go to the company. What were all your classmates? What were all your classmates say at school? Like, did did they look? Did they look up to you and go, "Wow"? Or do they? How does that work? I mean, school's a very <laughs> hard. School's a very hard thing when you're a teenager. But if you're yeah. you, you're going out early after two classes to go and try and be a superstar, how does that work? What's school like? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's just what I think, but I was just uh. I don't think anybody really knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't have like a lot of friends or anything. So uh, no one really was like, wow, or no one really said anything. I was just, oh, there she goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would have to like give a note to my teacher, like from the company, they would be like, oh, she has to uh, get out of class after this time mm-hmm. because she has to go to this company and train. So at first, like some of my teachers were kind of, they didn't really like it, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, some teachers I had were really supportive about it, so they would make some changes with their with the, with the attendance and things like that, and they would try to help me out. From what I've little I've seen of you, I like your humility. I think because there would be some people like shouting it from the rooftops and you know celebrating themselves before they've even achieved it, but <laughs> you seem to have kept it you know kind of on the down low and kept everything grounded, which is which is a really cool thing I think to be able to do. In terms of the training, so you you come out of school and then you go training, um, and it's different at different stages. But when you say training, I have no idea what training is there. So, like, what was the training that you were doing? What does it involve? Well, for every company, uh, vocal lessons and dancing lessons were probably the first thing you would do when mm-hmm. you get there. Uh, as for dancing lessons, one thing I remember is that. Um, as soon as you get there, the first thing you will do is stare at a wall and just practice practicing body waves while staring at a wall. <laughs> and that's what everyone starts doing. They, there's there's people lined up against the wall and we're all doing the same thing. It's kind of silly, but like they teach you from like the very basics because there's a lot of people who haven't had any experience in dancing. Mm-hmm. And same for uh, vocal training, uh, they would teach you from like how to breathe, and, like very basic things. Is it competitive? When, so you're doing this training and we spoke a little bit before we started recording this about the competitive nature of university mm-hmm. and society in general, right? But is it competitive when you're doing that? Are you like helping? You're looking out for each other. Some of them have not done any singing or dancing before. So you're, you're supporting them. What's that attitude or atmosphere like? Like a lot of things in this industry, I think, is so different from every company and everyone else's experience. So, mm-hmm. But for me... Um, everyone really just got along well in general. Um, everyone was very supportive of each other. Like we would sometimes make form groups to do these. Uh, oh, what, what should I say? <laughs> evaluations. You're right. Evaluations. Mm. We'd have like monthly evaluations or like weekly or whatever, and we would sometimes form groups so we could make a performance with the team. So we would work together to do that. So it was, it was important to really be close with the trainees as other trainees as well, to mm. have a good relationship with everybody. Cause you never know what team you'd be put in or, yeah. That must be quite a difficult thing. I mean, I was just speaking to some people about the, their military service. and I do hear a lot of <laughs> similarities. It, it's not the same, but that not knowing where you're going to be put and the, uh, and the training going through mm-hmm. you now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you become a rapper, right? That's one of your positions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, is, is that right? You were the rapper? How, how does that, how does that get chosen? You've gone from ballet to being like the rap. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what, how that <laughs> happened and why okay. that happened, but um, I think it's really just like the company's decision. It's like their image of what they think of you and like what they want to portray in the group so for me they were like oh you speak english (laughs) so you rap yeah yeah, (laughs) i think that was like the correlation they made but i don't really i didn't really understand at first but Mm. i guess 
I mean, it, it did kind of like make an image for me. So I'm kind of thankful for that. But at first I was just really confused. And I was like, I'm like, am I even capable of doing this? <laughs> I was questioning myself a lot. But mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so what did you do? Did you go and start listening to loads of like CL or Missy Elliott or something like that <laughs> to get it? Uh, how, what happens when you're given that position or that role? Do you have to do rap training then or you go off and do it by yourself? Um, I, I like to listen to like a variety of music. So I did listen mm. to some rap music as well, but I wasn't really like, I never thought that I was going to be doing that. Mm. But to be very honest, uh, especially for girl groups in K-pop, I don't think like the like intense rap training is very necessary because uh, it's mostly just like, it's not very intense. Mm. <laughs> as you would know, it's just very, it just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's very different. <laughs> It's kind of where, I mean, I'll show some of my age here, but even going back to like uh, Wonder Girls with Tell Me or Crayon Pop, even those mm -hmm. songs had like a 10 second rap break in them. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like spitting hard fire, but there was always that position, I think, wasn't there in, in the K-pop? Right. I think there's like a token rap role in every group. Yeah. <laughs> All the companies think that's necessary. Yeah. But even I'd say we talked about the quality getting better, even the rapping's getting better, actually, like um, from those early days. You've mentioned a couple of times now that you preferred uh, looking at uh, girl groups or women dancers, things like that. Lisa, when you're in that industry, is there a, a difference that you feel between the girl groups and the boy groups in I don't know how they're presented, how they're seen, or how it all works out. Are you separated? Is there a difference between being, let's say, in a girl group and in a boy group? Well, since I'm, I was part of a girl group, and I don't really know exactly what a boy group's experience would have been like. Mm. But I do think there are very big differences because um, more to do with like our society in general and how just women are viewed in general, not even into K-pop, but just just the way the world views women. I think there were kind of some unjust things or some things that could have made people uncomfortable. Well, if in a girl group, they would be more exposed to some uncomfortable situations that they didn't want to be in. Mm. Without getting too far into this thing, we know about in, in Korean society, there are sort of different gender roles. There is a lot of objectification and, mm -hmm. uh, and really high standards sometimes are given to women and not to men in terms mm -hmm. of lookism and things like that. Is that sort of even more exaggerated in the K-pop thing? Is it just like the same level of society or is it is it turned up to 10 or how how is it compared to regular society? I think it really reflects regular society 100% and even a little bit more because um, they're put on like they're put on a stage and for everyone to look at uh, they get their pictures taken randomly and they never know like where when they're being like photographed or v videos are getting taken of them mm. and people really like to uh, take apart every single part of someone's body or face mm. and talk about it so it must yeah go on sorry mm. no no no, <laughs> no it's, it's it's go go on well i i don't know if i'm allowed to ask this question you don't have to answer it if you don't want but you know while i was doing research and i know about them anyway but there's these things called fan cams which you must know about and i saw mm -hmm. you know there's even ones of you on youtube with about a million views and it, it, mm -hmm. it's just you dancing so you know you, you're a young woman in the industry and there's how do you feel when you when that happens is that like you look at it and you go that's a bit weird or that's really cool how do you react to that kind of thing um, for me, most most of the time, I like to. I, I that was I was so grateful for someone to be filming me, um, mm. doing that because uh, usually when you're in a group, it's you're just one of nine, ten, maybe more people. Mm. But in those videos, you could really it's focused on yourself. And like sometimes I like to look at it and kind of like reevaluate myself too, and be like, oh, maybe I should like improve here and there. But there are some times where. Um, I think I don't I don't know if it's like intentional or not, but sometimes um, the angles are kind of weird and mm. like they they're kind of like objectifying you in a way. And like even like for YouTube, like if the thumbnails are kind of clickbait, right? Yeah. So 
you could tell that sometimes they would purposely use a certain scene mm-hmm. and use that as a thumbnail or some videos not not even me like for everyone else too like some videos are taken at very odd angles that mm-hmm. would not that they're not that great <laughs> but I, it is interesting and i do understand that there is a good side especially if you're a dancer and and you do want a bit of attention you want to evaluate yourself see what you're doing and you're standing out amongst those nine ten members that's a good thing but then yeah there might be that flip side to it from that um what's it like with fans so every group i guess has their different level of fandom and and they do different things and i think fandom is changing with social media right as it as it Mm. goes on but what's it like interacting with fans and are you given like advice on how you should be treating fans or what you should be saying to them what's the relationship between a fan and a k-pop star from the k-pop star's position um, I think uh, the fan interaction has changed even more than when I was in the industry because uh, now there are just so many like fan interaction apps where you can actually like mm. talk to the K-pop idol like through a like I am kind of way, yep. like messaging kind of way. It's very much more intimate than what I remembered because all the furthest I got was to like Instagram maybe. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's become much more intimate and uh, a K-pop idols could have much more close relationships with their fans, which I think is good in a way. But also, uh, my question is, how far does this go? Like, how far, where, does, where, do, where do they draw the line? Because sometimes it could be kind of an invasion of privacy mm. or to, for the fans to know every single little bit of their K-pop idol's life. Did you find much of that? Did you find like you wanting to protect your privacy even more? Did you sort of you know, retreat or did how did you handle that? Because it is kind of weird that if you Google yourself or you would go on, you know, the, the Internet and you might see your name and rumors or things coming up, which happens as part of the industry. How, how do you handle that at such a young age? Um, well, a lot of people just say, like, if you're going into this industry, I mean, it's kind of a given and that you would just, you should just accept it and know that it's going to happen. So, um, I think that was how I thought of it a lot in the time when I was in it. But now that I think of it right now, it's just when I'm not in like a K-pop group or whatever, but everything that I've done is still on the internet and it's just Mm -hmm. there for everyone to see. Um, it is kind of. Sometimes I wish that, oh, maybe there's like a way to like delete myself from the internet. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that's not possible. So, I mean, now I'm fine with it. But yeah, it's kind of overwhelming at times that there's the things that I don't, maybe sometimes I don't want for people to see on the internet or um, rumors, like you said. Mm. Um, But I don't know. I didn't really have it like the worst so i don't think i had like the worst experience but um i just l- learned to ignore, ignore it i guess mm-hmm. it's uh it didn't really get to me so it didn't really it didn't really get to me i didn't really have a hard time with that that kind of thing that's um it's good that you you know you've come to terms with it because it must be very hard we spoke a little bit briefly about physical training like like dancing and things like that is there any mental health training or social media i know that's becoming a a bigger issue more recently especially in certain industries and mental health in korea is quite taboo anyway right Mm -hmm. but was there any attention to that side of things like how to handle it did you get any or do some companies or people get training in that way or were you just left to your devices um, for my experience, I didn't really get any like training for my mentality or anything. Um, they did do like a few group sessions where we would like talk to each other with a person who came in like who was a professional. Mm. But for, like for me, I just felt like it was kind of a show. Like <laughs> it wasn't really, mm-hmm. it wasn't really real. I just felt like they were just doing it to be like, oh, we did care for your mental health or whatever. <laughs> but Tick a box, uh, yeah. I think it really would have helped if there was more attention for people's mental health because it's like 
I feel like it's really crucial for this industry because there's so many young people and they're just all put together and they're bound to like be some problems here and there. So I think that if more attention is given to the mental health of all the trainees, I think it would make a better environment in general. Right now, like you said, it's getting much better from what I know. Um, people are getting more attention for their mental health. And even uh, K-pop idols who are already uh, promoting actively, they sometimes take a break for their mental health. Mm. And I think that's a really good thing that's happening because it wasn't like that before. No, and even in society in general, it, it wasn't. This is, It seems to be a, a new change, which is, mm-hmm. I agree with you, completely positive. Let's hope there's more of it. As well as the mental training, I guess there's kind of diet and beauty restrictions. Like how is this? So I know this is a complete shift from the mental side, but how was it in terms of uh, like your diet, your appearance? Was that micromanaged or were you just sort of left to yourself to take care of yourself and they just said be healthy or was it more detailed than that? How did that work? Um the intensity of like the diet and weight managing also changes by company and also the stage of where you're in in the company Mm -hmm. but when you're getting like really close to debut or um, you're in that stage where you really have to like get ready to get your picture taken one day or like film a music video they would (laughs) i would weigh myself twice a day in the morning and in the evening Mm. and i would have to take a picture of the scale and send it to the company to be like, oh, this is how much I weigh today, <laughs> but uh, which was really, really, really bad. Now that I think about it, because how would a person's weight even change like that drastically through yeah. one day or even just like twelve hours? I don't think that would have been of any help, and it really wasn't because I was very stressed, and uh, everyone would f- try to like find out ways to somehow lose weight in one day or mm. a few hours. Mm. That just that's just not how the body works. <laughs> You've mentioned, yeah, that it must be incredibly stressful because like you say, you can't change your weight in a healthy way in 12 hours or in a couple of hours. It doesn't work like that. Um, You've mentioned a couple of times now this idea of approaching debut or coming to debut. I can kind of get what you mean, but obviously having not been inside, like I, what does that, how does that feel? What's that like? Um, Because I, I don't really know what you mean by this. I can kind of get it. I'm not as stupid, but coming to debut or approaching that stage what is that stage jong-an um so the company would probably have like a plan to debut a group soon and they would kind of just look at all the trainees and kind of put them together to see who would work or like who they think is ready or who they think would suit this particular concept that they're going for so they would uh kind of pick and choose the members that they would need in this group that they're thinking of so it's different for every company, but so for some companies, they would really just like just one, one random day, they'd mm. bring all the people that they need for that group and they'd be like, oh, you're going to be in a group now. <laughs> and it's just like a big announcement. So that's when it the training kind of, the training in general kind of changes to a more mm. intense level. Mm. So you get actually put into a group or then it starts, you go mm-hmm. to a specific thing. When you say they and again this is going to change from every company experience but who is they i don't mean their specific names but when you say they make an announcement they put you in a group what kind of person is this is it a young person is it an old person is it a man a woman is it an artist or what kind of person people are doing this they're in like a team the team would be called uh mm-hmm. like developing new trainees kind of yeah like there's a team for that so they would be the ones that were managing you for your training for uh like what i like the weight kind of things like you would be with them every single day you would be talking to them they would be managing your schedules and like how your training is going on they're the people who are working the closest with you when you're in the company as a trainee and are they kind of like people are they like managers in the sense that they they're business people or they're 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 other dancers they're much older than you they're kind of on your level what kind of you know people are they um they're not like uh, they they're not the ones who teach so Mm -hmm. they don't teach like the dance or vocal lessons and they're just they're just actual just members of like a company like a person who works at a company okay what we're talking about here is like i'm trying to understand 
the difference between being inside the, the K-pop and seeing it from the outside. Now, you have the experience of both. So are there any things that like people get wrong or people miss, you know, because everybody talks, so many people talk about K-pop and the K-pop industry without having been inside it. Are there, is there a big difference between the perception and the reality? Are there things that people generally misconstrue or get wrong or? We usually think that like, oh, people think that it's all just glamorous and um, everything's just great if you're a K-pop idol or whatever. And then people would say, oh, but there's actually like a pretty dark side to it. And uh, everyone has like a hard time with their mental health or whatever. But now I think it's kind of different because people kind of know that already. Mm-hmm. So people agree that it there's very there's hardships for K-pop idols as well, not just all the glitz and glam. But I think it's a, a positive thing that people understand that they are also people. Celebrities are people as well, and they're just the same as everyone else. So I think that's a, a good change in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it reflects society as well a bit. You know, Korean society has to change so quickly and uh, mm-hmm. seems to be doing that. Not fast enough for some people, but it seems to be doing that. I agree with you. It's a really good change. Now, one, you've done your, you, you did your debut, and like you're part of a song boom boom like with momo land and like I, I i know this song like i've heard it it's it, many times it gets like 600 million views on youtube you're at the front when they're all dancing as the video starts like how does this feel you must feel on top of the well or like something like this happens what's the feeling like then um <laughs> well that was uh, in 2018, I believe, and it was kind of like uh, we didn't really get as much attention before that, and then it mm. was a big thing at the time. But for for me, uh, I didn't really realize it at that time because I was just so busy that I couldn't think about anything else, and I was just kind of mm, low on sleep in general. And mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just like, "Go here, go here, do this, do that." So. I felt like I was like a robot just going and doing all these stages or whatever. But uh, I didn't really get the time to like realize what was actually happening. So mm-hmm. it was now that if I think about it, it was just, it's just a blur. <laughs> it was just really hectic. And yeah, as I said before, I was just really low on sleep in general. So <laughs> I don't, I don't remember a lot, but um, now that I think of it, it's, it's unreal. It's like a dream and it really feels like a dream because as I said before, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like a dream now. And I was really grateful too, but I think I was just so caught up in the schedule and everything that I didn't really get to uh, get the time to actually like take a look at what was happening to myself. Mm. On mm-hmm. a roller coaster and you only realize it when you get off and look back. Mm-hmm. Right. What- what was the big change so you have you know at first you start with welcome to momo land wonderful love and things like that but then it's right then it's boom boom that really seems to change is do you have any idea what changes that or was it a gradual progression always going that way was it a big jump uh i think for my case i think it was Mm. like a really big jump and Mm. everything just happened so suddenly that i didn't really know what was going on and like there were more things that I had to do after that because there obviously they were uh, we got more busier we got more busy and mm. we had more uh, places to go and things to do so it was a really big change but most for most of the part I was just really grateful because I never even imagined that I would be doing these things I would be going performing at like different countries mm. and I think I really enjoyed that part of the experience because. I didn't really get to travel before because I was training for a long time. So I thought that was really fun. That was one of my favorite things to like meet people like all over the world. And any, I know you said it was all a bit like a dream and it was a blur, <laughs> but is there anywhere that sticks out? Cause this is what I wanted to ask you next. Like what kind of stages or performances gigs were you doing? Is there anything that you, you did and you're like, wow, I'm here on this stage and in, in this place, in this city or in this country or in this venue in Korea. Is there anything that sticks out as being like, wow? We particularly had more like fame and more popularity in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So we went there a few times to perform and there were so many people even from the airport <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was really overwhelming and I was just really grateful because 
I would never imagine like all these people are just it came here to see us and that was that was like a dream and like the people would take time out of their day to come and see us I think that's just like a really big thing like that people would make time out of their way to come yeah. and see us perform and it was just I was really grateful <laughs> yeah that must be super cool to know that they're there out of love out of support you know they're, they're not there mm -hmm. for online internet things but they're there to try to get a glimpse of you to try to see you and, and support mm -hmm. you that's a really cool thing now you mentioned it was in the philippines i've always found it fascinating that there's there's a lot of attention focused on k-pop success in the west right so if 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 for example rose's new single gets to number 48 in the uk charts that will make the news in korea mm -hmm. but success in let's say the philippines or thailand doesn't seem to be as popular but the this the love of k-pop in in those in that part of the world is really real isn't it it is any 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 thoughts on that like that the 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 love and the support that comes from whether it's southeast asia indonesia philippines or, or those places any any insight into that um I never really thought about it, but now that you bring it up, I, I do kind of think that it's weird that when K-pop stars become more recognized, like in the West, it, it's a really big issue when that's already been happening for so long in like mm. other Asian countries or elsewhere. But um, I think that just kind of reflects how this country in general just views the West. And mm -hmm. I think that has a big uh, relation to that because... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a sensitive topic. I don't, <laughs> I don't speak for all Koreans, but I think that's kind of how it's viewed. So I think uh, achievement made in the West would be a much bigger deal for people. Eventually, you decide that you're going to leave the K-pop industry, right? And you're, mm -hmm. you, whether it's for good or we're not sure, but how does that come about? Because that's a pretty big decision, considering the success that you are having. And what's it like to to walk away from that. I know there's difficult things involved, but what's it like to, to, to leave all that behind? Was it, was it therapeutic? Was it this great release? Was it kind of a difficult decision? Um, well, for me leaving the, this industry, it wasn't like 100% intentional, but there were like a bunch of other things that caused that to happen. But for mm. me, I felt like my mental health was getting really in a bad state so I didn't think it was worth it for my mental health to be uh, I thought it would be better for me to just step away from it rather than giving myself a hard time I thought that would be better like it, it wasn't worth it I said that to myself a lot I, I was like it's not worth it for mm -hmm. this like for me to feel this way how do you uh, this might be too personal how do you know that your mental it, but it might help other people how do you know when your mental health is not good? Because sometimes it's hard to recognize things. Like sometimes if we're gaining weight or so, we don't see it in ourselves. It takes other people. How were you able to realize that it, it, your mental health was not where it should be? Uh, I just felt like I was a different person. Like I, I, I myself changed so much from like when I was when I was first there. And at one point, I just felt like I was a completely different person. Like I didn't know who I was. And I didn't like that about it, about myself. I thought like I wanted to go back kind of to like how I was before. Mm. And it, it was hard for me to realize that. But um, I just got like, I just became like a really negative person in general because I was having like, so, there were so many things going on that were giving me a hard time. Mm. Like right now, after just like a good two years have gone by, I really do not regret my choice. And I feel a lot better about myself too and yeah i'm just overall much happier where i am right now mm. yeah that's that, that's great that you were able to make changes that benefit yourself in a, in a mental and physical way now now you're studying at university like you, you you're doing that which is a great thing and how is that how is it to go into because you know, university in Korea can be a very competitive thing. It, it, it's online now. It's all COVID at the moment. So that's a mm -hmm. bit different. But what's it like going going into university and going from, say, being going from being Daisy, right? And, and then mm -hmm. going to university and just being Jong-an and having mm -hmm. Hubez and Sombez. What's that change like? Um, my decision to go to university 
was really difficult to make because I, as I said before, I didn't go to school properly. Like I would leave in the middle of class, so I didn't really get like my whole high school education experience.、Mm-hmm. So I and when for when I get brought into university, I would take the Sunung test、mm-hmm. to Sunung exam to get in university, and I hadn't held a pencil in like. Five years, so I didn't like remember how to study or do anything. But it the, it just came to me that I think like at this point in my life, the best choice for me to make would be to go、uh, to university or and study more because I kind of felt like I was missing out on that, and I missed it. Kind of,、mm. I I never thought I would, but I I I missed it. Studying and like learning in general, because I didn't really get to do a lot of that, especially in high school when you when most of the learning happens is in high school. I didn't really get to experience that, so、um, that's kind of the biggest reason why I decided to go to university. And、um, I had a really hard time for that year when I was studying for the Sunung exam. How did you do it? I mean, Sunung's hard, even if you're studying for like five years every day. Sunung's really hard. Like, how did you? So it was just like one day I decided I'm I'm, I'm going to do it I'm going to go、mm. to university so I you mostly just did the studying process by myself like I would watch the like internet ingang、mm-hmm. like, I would watch classes on the internet and I would just study by myself and at the beginning for about three months I it was very actually it was therapeutic because I hadn't been studying for so long that it was actually kind of fun、mm. like I didn't know studying could be fun but. Since I hadn't done it in a long time, it was like kind of nostalgic in a way, and also I just felt good about myself because I was actually being productive. <laughs> But obviously, it got kind of like difficult during the year because studying isn't an easy、right. thing, obviously, <laughs> and it's it's really tedious thing to do. Also, because Sunung is just studying for like one particular thing,、mm-hmm. just for the entire year. Yeah, and to do it all on one day—that's a—that's a whole different topic in itself, isn't it? The Sunung、mm-hmm. thing—it's—it's it's crazy to think about. Now, now you're at university and and you're doing that, and congratulations—it's a really cool thing. And even even the seniors at university don't want this question. But what do you do? What do you do next? You probably haven't even thought about it. You're like, well, I'm just taking it day by day. But you know, do you do you? Study and then travel, or get a job, or do you go back to ballet? Do you look to do something creative? Have you have you looked ahead at all? Uh, I, I'm. You're right. I actually don't know. I don't know at all what I'm gonna、right. do, and I don't really have much plan because, um, for me, like this was a really big step in itself. So right now, I'm just. I'm still kind of testing the waters for university too because it's my first year, and also with COVID, I, I don't think I really even got any university experience. I'm、mm-hmm. just kind of sitting behind a screen most of the time. As for ballet, like I just kind of I always had a thing for it, and I really loved when I was dancing. So, like right now, I'm still learning it as a hobby and just for fun to like relieve stress. And、um, in terms of like. Kind of this K-pop kind of industry.、Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like 100% go back to what I was doing before,、mm. but、um, I feel like I still kind of have a name for myself. And there are there may be a few, but there's just、uh, some people that are waiting for me, and that are just like, oh, where did she go? And I think、mm. um, that if I can. If I get the chance to, I would still like to kind of show my face here and there sometimes, <laughs> and do some small things. Maybe, maybe YouTube things like that.、Mm. Or do、mm. some big things. Yeah, it's great that you still have that possibility. I, I, I find it fascinating that, to hear that you still do ballet as a hobby. Like even before all this started, you're doing ballet, and you、mm-hmm. still have that there. That's that's very cool. What? What are you listening to these days? I know it's kind of a weird thing, but you, you've been in the music industry and you must be around it all the time. I'm just wondering: is it like that thing that if you if you worked at McDonald's, you would never eat McDonald's? You know, it puts you off. Did, what what kind of music are you, are you listening to these days?、Uh, it is kind of like the McDonald's thing. I don't、mm. really listen to K-pop anymore. Maybe just like when I'm just going down the streets and I hear some songs and I'm like, oh. 
that's oh someone someone released a new song mm. but then like i did i wouldn't really like go and look for it or anything i just listen to more uh like american artists right now mm-hmm. so who's on your playlist we allowed to know doja or? cat yeah, yeah. 100 <laughs> doja cat <laughs> i love her uh, excellent excellent so um what do you I mean, you, you've spoken about some people waiting for you and, and, and you might come back. And I wonder if there might be some other people that might one day listen to this and think about, you know, going through the K-pop experience themselves. Any advice to anybody that's that's thinking about doing the K-pop thing or, or pursuing that path? Have you learned anything? I know you're still quite young yourself, but have you learned anything or any message that you, you give to the people coming next? It would be great if I could be like, oh, it's gonna be a good time and uh, everything's gonna go well. Like I would love to say that, but that's just not the truth. And I just really wanna say that you really have to brace yourself and that it's not easy. And there will be so many things that are gonna bring you down. You're gonna have a hard time, mm. but um, you in during those hardships, you have to find the little things that brings you bring you joy. For me, it was for like meeting fans and supporters, meeting people that really helped. But uh, I think it goes for everything, not even just K-pop, but mm. everything's hard and everything has its ups, ups and downs. But you just really have to look for that small, the small little things that can bring you joy and that make it all like doable. Mm, that's that Sohua Kang that got really popular, mm-hmm. I think, a few mm-hmm. years ago. So we'll, we'll just imagine this then. Imagine there's this company called JA Entertainment, right? And you're the CEO. <laughs> what, do, what does your company do differently? So you've said that, you know, other people should be prepared for what comes, but to find the, the joys and the pleasures in there somewhere. If you had JA Entertainment, right? Jong-an Entertainment, what would be done differently in that? Um... Well, because I'm obviously no, I don't have a company myself, but just, so just imagine. Made, I know you're it creative. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it kind of it probably sounds like it wouldn't make any sense in real life, but mm. because it's a business and businesses run on money, uh, it's really important to not treat the like the artists or whoever as something that they sell. I think that's kind of a big thing like because they're all people too Mm. so they have emotions they uh their mental health is important but i think that's really neglected sometimes because most of the time artists are seen as products and they're trying to sell them to be more marketable so i think that would i would really focus on that because that's the part that kind of was hard for me in my experience that I felt like I wasn't really being treated like a human sometimes. Is, yeah, that's a very sad thing. And it it doesn't matter what industry we're in. We're we're all human beings with fears and hopes and dreams and all these kind of things. Is it, how does creativity work with that? So I I know I'm jumping to a different question here, but, you know, sometimes if I think of artists and and it's different in K-pop, I guess that's why I'm asking you, but... You know, if you're a talented artist, then you can kind of do what you want, right? And in the record company say, well, we don't need, but the record company needs the talented artist because they can do things, they can write songs, they can make beats, they can produce things that nobody else could do. How does creativity work? Do you wish that artists had more creative control or do they have some creative control? What's that process like? this is also different for everyone but for me uh, we didn't really have much creative space because the company would have like a whole plan and they would just have they would have everything in mind already so um everything was mostly just handed to you like oh this is the song that you will do this is the choreo that you will do this is how the album is gonna look this is how what pictures are gonna be taken this is what you're gonna wear and everything would just be handed to you and we wouldn't really have a say in like what we wanted to do personally so um, I, I would say that there wasn't much creative space for me, but I think it's different for everyone. And some people, they do songwrite or 
maybe sometimes like design their album or like be mm-hmm. in the process for making the album. So I think that's really cool. And it would have been more fun uh, fun for me when if I was doing that too. But I mean, if the company has like a plan and that they know it's going to work, mm-hmm. like, in a way, I think f- going with that would also be a good idea. I think, yeah, then it would make people not feel as much like products. That creative control, that's the second thing you should do in JA Entertainment, maybe. Treat them <laughs> like humans and creative control. You just mentioned very briefly this idea that they would come in with the with the songs or the concept and the albums and things like that. Any, I saw uh, one of the members of Nine Muses that, you know, very uncomfortable with the concepts that were given to her and mm. things like that. Is Do you see... Our concepts getting better you know we started off the conversation a bit like this with objectification mm-hmm. and things like that are concepts getting better are they become more empowering are they more diverse any any thoughts on the concepts inside k-pop uh, i think like uh, k-pop and just korea in general is really run on trends so i think right now the trend for uh, the concepts of girl groups is becoming very similar um Mm -hmm. it's definitely become better in in the way that they're less objectified and i think that the girl groups look way more confident and like independent now than before Mm -hmm. which i think is a good thing um i enjoy those concepts way more than the the concepts that were common in the past I, I agree with that. I see that. It seems to be sort of less about the super sexy concept, but more confident mm-hmm. and strong. In terms of, I guess, cross-culture, and you you said you spent some time in Canada and things like that, um, is K-pop changing in terms of its cultural awareness of other cultures? This seems to be a big topic online, I think, more than in Korea. But there's often talk online, um, on social media, about cultural appropriation in K-pop mm-hmm. and hairstyles and sometimes even blackface that goes on in K-pop, you know, there's there's this cross-cultural communication that happens. Mm-hmm. That seems to be getting better, do you think? How, how do you perceive these changes going like that? Um, I think as K-pop's audience is becoming more global and there's just more people coming in contact with K-pop, um, they're bound to be more of those problems with like cultural appropriation mm. and these things. But I feel like, I feel like maybe K-pop wasn't ready for that at like it because it happened all so fast mm. and it was just all of a sudden it became so big. I think that there needed to be like a like a, a stepping stone in the middle where there could be like more people could become more aware about different cultures and how people would think things would make certain things could make people uncomfortable. Mm. But I think that was kind of neglected. And they just kind of ran with what they were going. And then now it's becoming an issue because they didn't pay attention to it when they should have should have done paid attention. Like offending different cultures and different people wasn't atten- wasn't intentional. It just I felt like I don't I don't think anyone would purposely just, oh, let's just do this to make these people feel bad. Right. I think it was just more of an ignorant, ignorant uh, problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. It wasn't done out of malice or evil thought. It's just different cultures are at different times and they have different values. And it's that communication between them, isn't it? I think that takes Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. You've taught me so much. 